Hey guys, welcome to the 10th episode of The Metal Intent, the show where we talk to your favorite musicians, producers, content creators, and we figure out the intent on behind their music journey. The 10th episode is a very, very special one. We have here Jesse Cash. How are you doing, man? Good, dude. It's good to meet you. Awesome. It's very officially. good to meet you. Yes, very officially. We have interacted. You've watched my stuff. I've listened to your stuff. We're... We're pretty cool to both of us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Relatively cool. Um, I think so. Yeah, man. Yeah. You, um, uh, how you had, we were talking before the podcast started, actually, how, how it came to be. You said, let's save it for the podcast. What you got to yeah. say, man? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. So I actually, so yeah, I, uh, I hit up you. I hit up Joel to do this. He did. Yeah, because I just, um, like, whenever I first started, like, seeing your videos and stuff, I, I was like, but the, the main thing about your channel that I'm most impressed by is just, like, your consistency with just, like, creating content. Like, every time a cool new single comes out, like, you have the cover up, like, the day of or the next day. And I think that's sick. And it always looks really good and it sounds really good. Thank um, you. And I've just seen, like, I, I guess I've, I guess we've kind of been following each other, interacting for, or at least when I became aware that you were following me, like was uh, not that long ago, maybe like six months ago. Couldn't have been like much farther before 2021. Anyways, but um, yeah. but yeah, I I just like I've seen like the trajectory, um, of just like how much it's like paying off, just how like on top of the content you've been, even from like the beginning of when I started following you, and I was just like really impressed by that. And then I saw that you were doing this podcast, and I. Saw that it was other YouTube guys, and I was like, I bet he hasn't gotten like a dude in a band <laughs> to like talk to yet. No, and ma and maybe in my like my like uh uh I don't know maybe somewhere in my ego I was like, well I have to be first <laughs> before he, before he finds someone else to talk to, I have to be the the, oh, the first guy in one of the bands that he covers. That's but, um, sweet. <laughs> but yeah, I'm just like a fan of what you're doing, and and also another thing that you do that I do that's really important to me that's just like makes. I don't know. I, hopefully it makes it more fun to follow me. It definitely makes it more fun for me to follow you is you kind of like, um, the ride up. <laughs> yeah. The ride up and, and then like in the, and the humor and, and, and I, yes. and I've made it like an absolute priority. Like every time you, you do like a cover of one of our songs, like anytime I comment, like it's like, it's important to me that I don't say anything serious. Like, 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 cause I, cause I could absolutely just be like, sick cover dude like it rips but <laughs> yeah, like yeah. but you, you already know that i feel that way so it's like okay well like <laughs> like I, I i don't know like like i'm just i'm always like in my head just trying to be engaging because i just get so bored looking at just like the stock i don't know just just, just the fire stock emojis everything. dude yeah which is fine like i don't want to sound like i'm like an absolute cynic or anything but it's like but yeah but it's just um i don't know it's like humanizing like for me to just like talk to people on the internet exactly how I would talk to my friends yeah and just speak to everyone in one singular voice cuz like that like that is my personality like I'm always joking around and I feel like that's your personality as well so that was another reason why I was particularly drawn to to your channel and what you're doing more so than awesome the others. man yeah. yeah damn man all right guys podcast over this was a success <laughs> yeah let's go oh, all man. right well, yeah let's end this right now no yeah thanks for coming on man that's 
that's so sweet of you. I mean, I do agree that I think we have a we have the same sense of at least humor. <laughs> I I do believe it. <laughs> Cuz but but again, the, again intent. The intent that you have behind it just you, that you just explained, I believe is is very important and it's almost noble that you you're actually it's not media, it's social media. Like you are you're absolutely you're just making it social. I think that's so cool. Yeah, it, it, trying and and it's it, it is it is a little tough because like I don't know. I I think over the years like I've probably like felt a little more hesitant to share things like um uh maybe I don't know, but I think part of it is like more people paying attention now but i think way more so than that is just like a a getting older kind of thing like not feeling like every little thing has to be shared to the internet right i I mean something is like a family member passing away like that's something that i think a lot of people would think by default like when a family member yeah like they think when when someone dies in my family like i'm going to post about it but um yeah, that kind of thing for me, like over the years, I've just been like, yeah, I um, something about it makes me, like, I'm less comfortable with it now than I used to be. I'm not saying yeah. I wouldn't do it, but like, but just those kind of boundaries. So it, boundaries is a good word. Just like, yeah, setting boundaries, but also just, yeah, back to the point of speaking in a singular voice. But um, mm-hmm. no, I get thing, it. I, yeah, I have um felt very much the same recently. I've I've been in a let's let's just call it whatever a little rut. Didn't post for all the thank you and for all the the praise you've given to my consistency, which I do pride myself in. I've just gone through the longest little rut of not uploading on the channel since I've ever started, and um, and that's perfectly okay. And I've been struggling with just realizing that that's perfectly okay, and. Um, about the posting thing, I thought about saying it, I thought about posting and like been going through this and that, haven't seen a lot of value in what I'm doing recently, blah, 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 blah. But then just, it's just like you said, like boundaries and at the end of the day, at the risk of sounding selfish, because it's selfish in a positive way, it's really to think, what, what do I stand to gain from this? Like, what is the intent behind me actually posting this? That's exactly what I was going to respond to what you're saying with. Yeah, well, what, why am I doing this? Is it just reflex from spending my days on this app anyways and feeling like that's what has to be done? Is, it, is this like the app playing me? Because the app is designed for me to want to spend the time in it and to talk about everything on it. Am I playing into someone's hand? Am I not playing into my own hand by trying to fix stuff myself? I've thought about that a lot. It's pretty pretty heavy, actually. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and I used to be a guy who, like in my early 20s, how old are you? I am 22. Nice. Cool. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> how old are you, Jesse? I'm, I'm 29. So it, it, it's a... Uh, anyways. Um, yeah. In my early 20s, um, when I was first like you know getting attention from doing music stuff i do think it kind of went to my head like i'm i'm understating it. it went totally to my head um but uh yeah just being like really kind of addicted to the validation me and my i i live with noah for he sings in bad omens 
Mm-hmm. We were talking about this the other day, just like, just social media stuff. And like, he's like taking like a big break through the pandemic. Um, but I, 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 I said this and I've said it a few times since then, cause I thought it, <laughs> I thought it was pretty good, but like in my early twenties, I was kind of like addicted to the validation that came from being popular. And then in my late twenties, it still feels good sometimes. And you do kind of need that release. And you need to put some stuff out there to get that validation. And like, I don't feel guilty about that as much anymore because if I was addicted in my early twenties, I'm just micro dosing in my late twenties. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. like, that was, that was uh, <laughs> the analogy that I used. It's like micro dosing the, the validation so that you're not getting like too caught up in it. But, um, but yeah, I, I, it does seem like usually when you're kind of sharing everything, like, or I won't say usually, but, but often it is coming from a, a, a place of seeking that, which I think is not necessarily a good intention. But at the same time, man, like, I don't know, shit's hard. Like, I don't blame anyone for like spilling their guts on the internet. I know that I've done it for sure. But, and the, and honestly, whenever it does feel like something, there are moments where I, f- well, where I'll feel compelled. And in that moment, I'll usually just like write up what I'm going to say and post it as quickly as possible. Because I know that if I don't write it down immediately and post it pretty immediately, I'll move on and I won't post it because generally these days I'll, I would just decide to handle it on my own and not share it. But in, in those moments, it does feel kind of important to share it because I know that people actually will appreciate it. Like even though I may be hard on myself over it and I may question my own intention, ultimately I think it does actually help people sometimes to read about something someone is going through and it relates to their life for sure. Yeah. Um, so even despite what your intention may be, you can't really predict how someone will take it. So I do think it is good to share and be vulnerable, but it absolutely becomes something that has required more and more boundaries for me with age. Just, just cause I, I like how, whatever it might do for someone else, I want to know that I'm posting it for the right reasons, you know? Yeah, I get that. Cause at the end of the day, like you're thinking it's what you said. Cause the only reason we do that is because we think it can add value to someone else's life. If if we didn't think that, we'd keep it to ourselves. And um, it 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 depends on where you're at. If you're at a in a in a more pessimistic spot, you'll think maybe no one will uh, see value in this. I'll keep it to myself. And if you're on a more optimistic curve, maybe you will. Maybe you think that someone can relate to it. It it also depends on your own state. It's a it's a complicated thing. To to go back to something else you were saying, which yeah. we should definitely address, is um the, as far as you like taking a little bit of a break from content, which um I I guess I hadn't really noticed. It's, it's still you know like you're still posting content, like it's still relatively consistent. But but I can understand where you where you're coming from. Not not quite as uh you know yeah frequent. not quite as busy not quite as busy lately yeah um but i mean it happens and i think it's happening to a lot of people and i do admire people who it seems to happen to very rarely like there are some people that really do just power through and are always on the grind as they yeah, say yeah i um yeah navigating my late 20s has been interesting because i'm trying to find a balance between acknowledging that like i am pretty chill and to the point of where like I know I'm capable of being lazy but also I do a lot like I really do work hard 
but I don't ever want to think about how I work hard. Like I don't want to think about it too long and then use it as like a crutch to validate being lazy. And like going back and forth between those two things can be very laborious. It's, it can be torture <laughs> for like right. a, a creative brain. But I think most creative brains are susceptible to that. So, so basically what I'm saying is I think what you're feeling is inevitable because of what you do and, and the kind of brain you have and the talent that you have. Like, I, I think it's just that kind of dark period is just always going to pop up every now and again. Mm. And it's fine, especially now, like as in the, the era in which we're living in, like through the pandemic, like everyone's just like, fuck everything. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like just everyone's in a weird kind of low, I think. Right. And I've, for sure have been i've had those moments yeah, very often and, in the last few months and the way you're describing them it's it yeah it's like you're in my head that's exactly what it is and um it's it's interesting that the just the past podcast episode and a lot of creators that i've been talking to and musicians i don't know if you've noticed but like like now like this summer some people are are just now getting the burnout like a lot of my friends and, and content creators, it's like hitting them now. Like a lot of people, it was it was just after it hit like April, March, and then that summer it was it was kind of almost fine. And we kept on just working and grinding through it, taking advantage of people's attentions, being at home and stuff like that. And and now it's catching up to us. Like, damn, we we've actually We've actually worked more than we would have. <laughs> At least I feel like that. And I found some people that feel like that literally recently these past few months. It's interesting. Yeah, um, I guess everyone's different. I, I would actually say for me, it's, it was kind of the opposite. Like, um, hmm. like, like I, I've been kind of doing this, you know, like yeah. the whole time. Like, um, when it first hit, I was supposed to be home anyways. We just finished recording the self-titled record. Yeah. Literally the day we finished recording it was the day everything shut down. It was Success. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so, for, so for those first two months, I was like, sweet, this is like an excuse. <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> like, I get it. Th- th- this is a justification to do nothing. So all I did for two months was just like read and cook and chill at home and like go on walks. Like I didn't do anything else. It was totally zen as hell. It was great. Yeah. Uh, then I moved out to LA and then it, it definitely kind of sucked for a minute. Um, mm. like around, around like last fall, like I was like absolutely in a dark period. Um, so now I feel like I'm kind of on the trajectory up for the most part. Um, I think I got the worst of it out of the way somewhere in the middle. Um, I, I you know, m- maybe part of that is because I know that touring is on the horizon and things are, kind of coming back to normal yeah but cool. um but I, I i don't know i mean you're in you're in brazil yeah portugal dude why the fuck did i think you were brazilian because <laughs> it's God, portuguese language such an idiot <laughs> <laughs> no i get it i get it. a lot of people do think that mostly brazilians it wouldn't be you <laughs> that's i funny. said that with i said that with absolute confidence that's like where i thought you were from no um, no that's a good guess though yeah God. Well, Portugal is very far from Brazil. Um, Same language. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, well, you can leave that in. I deserve that. No, I deserve that's awesome. shame. Yeah. I will let <laughs> okay, so, that in. 
Okay, so I, I what is the the reason why I brought that up is because like I, I'm thinking that you were from Brazil, right, yeah. Like I, <laughs> there was probably not as much hope on the horizon based off what I hear about. Yeah, just, their their condition, yeah, the situation. But yeah, but I mean, I I yeah, what's it? I mean, I know it's so goddamn boring to harp on like covid stuff i know but like i've avoided it all episodes and i, I think this is the one it, i'm fine with let's it let's keep avoiding it no l- yeah. let's keep avoiding it sure I, I i just wanted to ask real quick yeah. like do you guys like is there touring happening on the horizon like around september and stuff which that's when it's coming back in the u.s in europe I'm just curious i'm thinking more more like end of year more end of year than september i don't know okay okay i was i was curious let's let's drop the COVID talk let's right absolutely <laughs> drop the COVID talk but I get it it's it is important man it is just playing a huge part in culture and and just the way we've shift all shifted all of our behaviors and especially us as artists adapting to that to, uh, to the audience and to our own condition everything changed and we might avoid the topic but we can't avoid the consequences so Whatever. Yeah, I, I love the consequences actually. And I guess that's why I'm kind of on the up because like I've kind of I've kind of gone through the pain of I mean, well I mean, this is always going to happen, but for the pandemic, I've kind of gone through the bulk of the of the pain of opening up all my my little bullshit and just yeah, kind of realizing the things that I wasn't doing properly before the pandemic, like the little the little, you know, the T's I needed to cross and the I's I needed to dot. Um so I'm kind of on the trajectory now of of like it's been a few months where I've been aware of those things. So I'm I'm seeing the progress of those things being kind of undone, like those those problems being undone. Cool. Um, so that's that's why I think I'm feeling okay now because I already went through the phase of being like, holy shit, like I don't know how to be home like this. Like I don't know how to be what so many functioning adults view as normal everyday life like i don't know how to do it and i don't have a choice and i have to figure it out and like i'm scared of it you know it, yes. like 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 being in the grocery store make it makes me uncomfortable because i like because i feel like i barely know how to shop for groceries and i look around at other people that just know exactly what to grab and, and like it makes me feel you know what i mean it, it's it, it's yeah. it's weird like it makes me feel uh insecure Cause I'm just like, ah, they can probably cook so many more things than me. And you know, it's just like, they probably like go to bed at a normal hour. Like they probably <laughs> like, I don't know. No, I get it. Thank you for sharing. I, I bet that there's a lot of people in the audience that will, <laughs> that will relate to that. That's, that's yeah, man. It's an important it's, it, conversation. It's good to, yeah. It's good to think about because like, like whenever I feel those things, like, I, I I do acknowledge that it's a problem, and I do try to uh, fix it. Which, um, yeah, it takes time. Like it's hard just to. I mean, even things like me getting a mic stand right. to do this properly. Like even that's something that I held off for way too long because it's something that I hadn't done yet. It's like anything I haven't done yet or I'm not comfortable with. It's like I feel like basic human instinct. You want to push those things away and kind of like, or maybe even talk about them in a way like you don't need them but it's like just learn the thing like just like learn the new thing and i'm always telling myself that like uh i don't know just don't get bummed out by the world like just <laughs> fall in line not in a conforming kind of way but just like right an adaptive way i get it yeah man it's it's sometimes it's just not meant to be comfortable 
Like it's it's in our biology that we are meant to be uncomfortable at times. That signals need for change. Yeah. Absolutely. I agree. Yeah, man. Strong. And I've been very uncomfortable <laughs> at times throughout that, the last yeah, year. Yeah, that means this year you're probably a, a better man. I like to think about it that way. I I hope I hope most people are. I, th- I think I think a lot of people I think a lot of people absolutely are. Um Yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Let's go. All right. <laughs> so, you like music? Do you like music? I you know, <laughs> I do like music. I love yeah, music. Yeah. Music is Let's sick. talk about Let's music. talk about sick music. Era's self-titled album. And in this podcast, we've uh I I was going to say coincidentally, but it's something that I am very adamant about. When musicians have lots of pre-launch hype, lots of pre-launch content, lots of shit preparing, yo, let's go, this date, this date, this date. Shit comes out, radio silence. It's just radio silence. The post-launch, the part where people are actually listening to the thing, and then they're not, they're actually not doing as much as they were doing before when the music was not available. So in this podcast, yes. we usually talk to guests after stuff comes out because not only to give, sometimes we give another chance to promote, but all of the audience of this podcast, I'm sure has listened to the album already. But yeah, man, like three to four months it has been. And um, I'm wondering just just how, how, how it has been for you, like outside response, your own, personal fulfillment with the thing what are you thinking yes uh first of all great great points everything you said you're you're definitely you're definitely thinking about important things at at, at, i mean not to say at your age but okay yeah yeah. at your age versus versus where i was at 22 because the um like a, a problem what I perceive to be a problem that era has had for years is exactly what you described mm. where it's like, we put out the record and then it's just radio silence. Yeah. Um, because I mean, the, the, the thing that I've always done the best, which is probably obvious is like, I, I write a lot of music. I'm good at writing music that people seem to like, but, um, but yeah, it's all that little stuff around being in a band that absolutely matters. Like fun marketing ideas, like, um, cohesive visuals and yeah. fonts and themes and stuff and like like very thought out like fully realized music video treatments like knowing what you want to do and not just kind of showing up and winging it like uh, all of that stuff is important and it's something that I think has always been lacking in our band like the main thing that we've always had going for us which has kind of sustained us is the music is clearly written with intention Um, so this time around it was like okay like we felt like we were in a position with like the team that we have and just the current members in the band where it's like, okay, I think we can actually elevate the music by um, just kind of dialing in this other stuff. Like how can we elevate the music and make sure that people take it as seriously as we believe it always has been? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, like how do we, I don't know, get people on board that maybe didn't like give it attention before. Mm-hmm. I don't know. but um, I get it. I think it I I think it worked just just from talking to just people like Pierce and uh, you and other people in bands that have just kind of seen just sort of the way that we rolled out the record and we're really impressed by it and that made me feel good because 
I don't I don't really know if that's something that we get told often with our past releases. I mean, people will like the record, yeah. But um, but yeah, but I liked hearing people say like I love the visuals, the rollout, the consistency. It seemed to have the presentation. Um, so I'm I'm glad that's happening. As far as like the radio silence upon release, um, th- th- things did get quieter. Uh, I mean, it's it's, it's probably inevitable. They do. You know, yeah. Like you can't expect a month later to be as hyped as the release date. But um, yeah, things have definitely gotten quieter since leading up to release and the month of release for sure. But um, but the cool thing this time around is that we knew uh, like the, the the thought that you expressed like we also knew that and we've kind of prepared for it so like we have things coming up to roll out yeah. um and being home for the pandemic was honestly kind of a great opportunity to just like just get a lot of stuff ready and like in our back pocket to kind of roll out as things sort of started to quiet down i can't really fully dive into what that is i unfortunately have to be all of ambiguous course. about it yeah. but um <laughs> but uh but yeah, but but for this year, like we're still looking good. Like there's still stuff coming up to share that we're like That's very so excited about. Nice. Um, yeah. And, and but but in the meantime, the last couple of months, the the thing that I've had to just kind of keep some kind of conversation going in the era camp is is the the playthrough videos. Oh yes. Um, yeah. So that so that's that's been a something. It, it, it's funny because like people will like comment on them and be like oh you're covering that joel side <laughs> it's, it's i'll like, be honest like you're, you, I don't, you're more of i the... don't like reading those i'll be honest <laughs> <laughs> i don't mind i, I actually they them, make but... me very uncomfortable <laughs> man uh yeah i guess i could see that you but, yeah, um, right <laughs> they don't make me uncomfortable though yeah, the, like i'm like that's like, all i want to hear I, I mean <laughs> yeah you have to give credit where credit is owed like I, I dude, like I said, man, I've I've been such a like boomer like, throughout like so much of my music career. It, but, I mean, it, I, I say that as a joke, cause right? I'm, you like, do, but I'm I'm not really, but but, of but, but as far as like like tech stuff, like I'm like very old soul. I guess you could describe okay. it, which is like like I like every song on that record and on every era record that has ever been made every every record that i've ever made that is currently available to listen to has been written on a line six amp in my room just like playing to a click recording or like i'll record the entire rhythm foundation of a song on my iphone and then i'll write leads to like an iphone sound like to a click or i'll like tab it out on tab it which is a software program that hasn't been updated since 2008 and it isn't even available on a Mac. I have a, a little $250 four gigabyte PC that I use simply to use Tabit. <laughs> and like, that's how I would record pre-pro for my entire career. So like oh, all the layering and all that stuff is just like based off of like imagination. Cause I'm not, I don't have like a logic session or a pro tool session yeah. to like listen to, uh, to write all the layers and hear it all together. Like pretty much everything is imagined until we get to the studio. And then that's when everyone else in the band kind of sees what's been in my head the whole time. Uh-huh. And, and, and it's kind of like fun to say that because it's just like, I, cause it's just very archaic. I, yeah. I think it's, it's beautiful, but I think you're going to say that it can be very, uh, you could be afflicting. Like you could be 
I have moved on. Oh. I have moved on from that method. Yeah. Okay. I, like, okay. <laughs> I, I have a I have a Mac now. For this is the first Mac I've ever owned. Nice. I got it like in October, and like I uh, got Logic, and I figured all that out. Like now, I actually like make Pre Pro, like um, like the next era stuff that will be rolling out. It, nice. Like the stuff I've been working on is absolutely properly pre pre proed. <laughs> so, That's like, so cool. I'm glad to hear. Yeah, it's way better. It's way better. So, so okay. even though it's kind of fun to be like, gear doesn't matter because I don't think it does. But um, mm-hmm. it, in terms of creativity, like it, it, gear does matter. Like like in a live setting, like I'm not using a fucking Line Six. You know, we're using Kempers and Axe. Of course, we're doing it proper. But in terms of just like what you need in order to be creative and write a song, exactly, you need very little. It doesn't matter past a certain point. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if that was related to what we were talking about or how I got on that tangent. That was. We were talking about the era and era self-titled and how that felt after release. And yeah, I don't know. Oh, yeah. I remember the point that I was making. It was okay. about playthroughs. Yes. It was about your playthroughs and people. Yes. Like, like, <laughs> like in your mind, do you feel like it's them like giving you credit for something that is mine? Like, is that how you feel about it? Yes, there's always a second of that. Yeah, I think just the fact that you told me what it is, I think that you get what the thought process is. It's like, I am here, like, and I'm liking and commenting and trying to, to, to like, praise your work, which is so awesome. And then I go to the comments and I read about myself. Big, big no-no. <laughs> like, this is about you. And I get a, All right. I get a big no-no right there. <laughs> Well, I'm going to tell you my perspective on it. Yeah. And uh, this isn't even a learned perspective. This is like my instinctive perspective from like the, the moment I see like yeah. your name, like it, it like related to a cover of mine or whatever. Like um, I completely separate like, like, like whatever I do, like in my room and then in the studio recording the song is that's like a totally different world from whatever is happening with like YouTube, like the YouTube culture and these covers and like, yeah. You know, like Nick, Nick Nocturnal doing the reaction videos, like all, all that stuff. It's like a, it's like an entirely separate entity, and I like make that separation. So when people are like, like if they're if they're on my video and they're gassing up your cover, that doesn't bother me at all because it's not like, like you're ultimately promoting my music. Like you, like you are elevating it. Like right. That's the way I perceive it. Same, the same thing with with like Nick. You know what I mean? Like we're not gonna like flag his video for using our. Of course. Yeah, but but um, but but the the point is like, uh, like as far as like that world, like the world of YouTube and content creation and covers, like, I think you do deserve that kind of credit because like you, you're more on top of that than I am, and just like, getting the song out to people so they can like see how to play it and like learn it, like like you're a valuable resource in that. Oh, I man. don't feel any kind of like pride or ego yeah knowing that people will probably but they probably go to like your channel to watch your cover first and also you're doing like live audio for the most part i, I know i know you said you said like for solos and stuff it's definitely like yeah it's it's just live leads. Audio. all the rhythm is um is um p- playback is playback the the correct yeah, yeah yeah it's mimed yeah the rhythms are mimed dude that takes so much time and like um like I, I mean, I, I'm not, I'm not like, a, a f- like f- efficient, like I'm not particularly efficient in uh, a doll in order to mm-hmm. tr- 
track that stuff confidently and I don't want to outsource it and ask someone else to do it, you know, cause I'm already, you know, like right. how much is that going to cost? Like how much time is that going to take? Like, so yeah, like, like for, for my covers, like it's the album audio and I think there's yeah. so much value in doing live audio. And, and I can tell you absolutely like on my Instagram, like if I post a clip of a riff from one of those covers of the instrumental album audio, it will get significantly less engagement than if I just post a guitar video of me camera playing audio. in my room. Yeah. Yes. And I enjoy watching those camera audio videos more. Me too. Like when they're just cheap, it's like, it's so much better and it's so much more satisfying to post and it's so much more satisfying yeah. to watch back. Like, like posting the, the cover, like, like when I'm posting my covers and I'm posting like the audio from that, like it is kind of just like stock for me. Like it's not exciting. It's like, ah, two o'clock time to post. <laughs> time to post this thing so that like we can have more fans <laughs> like, right like that that's the intention but yeah when i post those videos of me in my room the intention is i want to share it really is to share that i, that I yeah. nailed this part and, and then i play it back over and over again and i'm stoked i'm like fuck yes this is such a good take like i'm stoked on my take and yeah i don't know it's it's so much more special that's I, that's why i hate when bands uh don't really actually play live <laughs> that's part of it too right yeah i get that i get that man I relate to all of that. I, I love watching camera audio videos of people actually. Oh, at the end of the day, we just want to watch people actually play the damn thing. Like sometimes we just do. And yeah. sometimes we don't. Like if people want to learn the song, they'll watch your playthrough with album audio or my version of it, which is mimed as well. Sometimes you just want some uh, a visual guide to learn. And sometimes you, you yes. want to admire guitar playing. And, yes. Yeah. I like both. I like, I, I like I like both. I I think they're both necessary for the reasons that you laid out because some people really do just want to be like, yo, let me learn the song kind of thing. But um, yeah. But yeah, it is very satisfying to just do the real thing and just do it guerrilla style, like no editing, like just yeah. a raw clip. That's like so much more fun. Yeah, I've I've been I've been, I've, I've been slacking on that. You talked about feeling kind of slacky lately, but um, but yeah, I, I've been tracking the ghost Alice record for the last it's been, it's been like over a month now. So that's consumed all of my time. This is actually the first day that I've like, um, I moved into a house recently and this is the first time I've actually set up this computer cool. to do this. Like I haven't played any, any guitar in a month really. Damn. Oh wait. So you have, you're not playing guitar to when you're recording the album. A little bit. Uh, some of it I actually, some of it I actually tracked myself beforehand. All right. Like, like, um, which is sick that I can do that now. But, um, yes. but yeah, like, like here and there, but with Ghost Alice, it's like, it's such a, we're going to say the word intention so much uh, on the metal. Please, intent, please. But, uh, <laughs> but, but like the, 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 the intention behind like, like Ghost Alice creatively is, um, it's very different from era. Yeah, like absolutely. It's like a totally different. It's like, I'm accessing a completely different part of my brain. Like the, the only goal of, ghost is to be very raw and honest and emotive so like it's more vocally based and lyrically based mm -hmm. so the guitar is kind of more serve as a foundation for that yes. sort of emotions so i have been playing guitar but it's like ghost alice is the the guitar playing is a means to an end whereas an era the guitar playing is like the most fulfilling part like i like love to shred hell like, yeah like that's that's how i got into metal it's it's like i like playing it more than Definitely more than I than I listen to it. It's just like I. It's fun to play. So much more fun. Yeah. When you're playing fast, yeah. Yeah, man, and that and 
I love hearing that, you know why? Because that, that, um, it's clear to me. Like, my first, and this is cool because I get to tell you my era story, because I'm technically a new era fan. The first era song that I heard is I Have God. I am sick. Yeah, I'm a new. I'd like to hear that, by the way. I, I'd imagine you would. And um, what I, I heard it and I was like, this must be fun to play. I'm going to cover this. I've never heard this band before, but I am going to try to cover this song. And it was a blast to play. It was just some of the most fun stuff on guitar that I, I've ever tried. You, I learned how to double tap. I've only ever tapped with one finger before. I've written about that on, on Instagram. Like a whole new muscle memory, building different stuff. So to, to hear you say that that actually is the intent, it just makes all the sense in the world. Yeah, it's so, it's so much more fun. I mean, <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. Like, uh, I'm definitely not always trying to just be technical for the sake of being technical. There was a time where, where we were, like when I was, you know, like 18, 19, like... Yeah, that's the age to do it. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's just like how, how... How crazy. How crazy can I get here? And, and I've realized I could get very crazy. Oh, yeah. Like things that only kind of... Like there's something like cool about like writing something like that, like when you are that age and, you know, it just every riff, like every, you know, there's no verse and chorus. It's just riff one through 12. <laughs> right. And that's a song. Bohemian Rhapsody style just... Yeah, yeah. It, tempo changes, everything. Like it, even and if a riff comes back, it's like slightly different. The time signature is a little bit different. Like you're cutting things off at really random points. It, like it's, it's like really insane, and um, it's kind of tough for other people to listen to. You know, like those that kind of music doesn't usually reach as many people, but um, but I think it's a necessary part of like growth, like just kind of like um getting all that shit out. And it and there is something very endearing about it to me. Like when I listen back to like our, we put out an EP in 2010 mm-hmm. called Andromeda, which you can dig up. Um, but I listen to it and it's like really cool because it's like man, like I don't know. Like I look back on like my past self 10 years ago and like a a, a fond kind of way. Like, yeah. like I like I'm like I admire that kid because he's got a lot going on in his brain clearly because like this is such a clusterfuck of a projection to hear like this many ideas and like the amount of time that it took to just to memorize this just playing along like in my room because like i said i wasn't pre-proing it yeah like i didn't lay down a random idea like i was just playing this insane time signature this insane riff over and over and over again in the proper order of riff ones through 12 just in my room with one guitar and like that's how i was learning it and so so it just makes me like kind of appreciate sort of the control that i've managed to find since then based off of just how much was clearly going on in my brain at that time that I like wasn't old enough and I I wasn't old enough to acknowledge that it was even there or equipped to like fully deal with it in a proper mature way so like I I do find endearment with those bands who were just out of their minds technical in the beginning and then learned to settle down I think there's like something special in like in like a profoundly human way of learning how to settle down yes. <laughs> through the years and, and not simplify like you know what i mean like i don't think like we've simplified our music necessarily like i don't think it's like watered down yeah. i think it's richer um mm-hmm. but yeah 
Yeah, man. That's cool. I like to hear that you you look back on it fondly. That I do. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I, I it's not shit that I listen to anymore. Like, I would That's perfectly fine. No, I, I would yeah, I wouldn't give a shit about <laughs> any that's why I like that you're a new fan because like Yeah. Cuz growing up, you know, you're constantly reinventing yourself and um you know what I mean? Like you're constantly progressing, so I think most bands feel that way to where it's like, yeah, like wherever we're at now, like that is who we are now. So we want whatever the now thing is yeah to be the thing that is like um you know grabbing people the most because we want to know that we're just we're getting better and we're growing so so yeah when people like i've been listening to you since this record that's cool too but it's like it's strange that it doesn't hit as hard as someone who's like i am new like when someone's like i am new that feels so much better for a plethora of reasons and like um yeah that that might bother people. I don't, I don't think I don't think it should. Right? Though. Yeah. I was like, okay, so here's the fans that from day one they're hearing this and they're like, what the fuck, Jesse? But I do think <laughs> they shouldn't be what the fuck, Jesse. I think it makes a yeah, lot of no, sense. No, no I, yeah, I'm just being honest. Like, like, I think a lot of people in bands would feel that, I and mean, maybe not even know it, but like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But but this is this is something I've realized from like the way that the way that I feel and the way that I react from those two different people from the person who says I've been listening since Andromeda like my response will probably be like more warm and exuberant like dude that's so awesome like thank you so much but like my more honest voice is when when someone's like I just heard you guys like last week like my honest voice is like damn that's sick fuck yeah it's cool to, you know what I mean yeah. it's, it's like more of like it's less like <laughs> like because sometimes you know like you get you have to like outwardly project make sure people get it that you are grateful yeah exactly and like it, it may not reflect like how you feel in the moment but like you want them to feel like it, it's paid off for them in some way to be so loyal to your band yeah um but yeah but but yeah just the way that i feel like just this natural sort of like outpouring of gratitude to know like this is still working like we're still getting new fans yeah, we're still growing. Like people are like we're like after all this time, like we're still figuring out how to say more and express more. And it's like, uh, yeah. So basically, everyone who's listening to this podcast has heard the era full titled, beginning to end, and probably loves it. And uh, there, there's you're on Unified right now, the band, right? Yeah. I don't know if it's them that had a content series where they literally get the person to do a track-by-track track explanation of what they meant by the track. And I find that sometimes to be cool, but I think we both agree that sometimes you should leave stuff to interpretation. So yes. we're going to do a different version. We're going to do the metal intent version of that, where we learn a lesson for each song on the album. Just do a, a little thing where we try to learn from 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 every piece on the album because i myself uh take a few lessons from the album and if you start with snowblood what i imagine you could say is that um you have to love material that you have you've had for a long time because snowblood has been out if you can believe that for like more than a year i think we've been listening to the as it's a little less okay maybe and, almost but, a year i think it was august okay i feel but, as a consumer that i've been listening to that song forever already and i still love it and i can't imagine how you feel 
when you've written it and it was probably pieces of it from years back. Is it, is it one of those situations? <laughs> I'm actually so glad you brought that up because it is not. I wrote, oh. I wrote that entire song in one day. Yeah. No way. Yeah, th- th- that doesn't happen often. Like, like, um, I would imagine not. Yeah. No, like, like Shadow Autonomous and House of Glass took like a couple, like there was like a six week period where those two songs are all that I worked on. Damn. Um, just it took so long to get it right but snowblood that was one of those awesome days i i've talked about this too like it, it, was, it was literally one of the best days i've ever had because wow i was just i just woke up and i started working on it like around like nine o'clock or something and i just like uh like in the morning and i um i worked on it until midnight and and, and a lot of it I, I went like to this coffee shop down the street and uh I was just like tabbing it and I was like coming up with ideas like as I was like tabbing mm-hmm. the riffs and stuff and like structural things. But um th- there were there were there were a couple riffs actually that I tried to have in other songs that I repurposed in that one. But yeah, most of that song and definitely the structure of it and everything was like finalized over the course of one day. I think that's that, insane. It it I, it, it was insane for me, but like, it, that's not usually how it goes. Like, yeah, that, that was just one of the most like inspired days I've ever had. And it was so freaking satisfying. Like it was cool. so fun to write that song. Um, awesome. Funny story that like, it's kind of hard to like imagine. I, I posted a video like, uh, back then. Yeah. That like wh- where I play, I was playing like some of the riffs from lunar halo. And then I went into the, uh, yeah i've watched it that was in lunar halo that was like the big ending and then i made it sort of the hook the breakdown hook of snowblood yeah smart but but everything else in that song besides that riff was written that day including the guitar solo which never happens like usually i write the guitar solo like in the studio or something but like but yeah that was just it was a good day dude it was a very good writing day that's cool then I, I guess the, the the fun lesson is that sometimes you don't have to take weeks. <laughs> like take it take it as it comes. If you have the flow going, like embrace it. <laughs> don't let it go to waste. That's awesome. Yeah, it, it, that was that's extremely rare, but those days are always like super special. Yeah, not not to get ahead of ourselves, we could talk about that. But the write up you did about the Lunar Halo solo, where that was one of the moments, that, but it was in the studio. Yeah, I I resonated. That that is special. Yeah. So so so, so the Lunar Halo solo, like that's just that solo. I I I spent I think eight hours that day working on that. Yeah, that's what so it's just crazy. Dude, it's just crazy how circumstantial it is as far as like. Like, like it's, it's so hard because I, I feel like musicians were like trying to think about time management, but it's like so tricky when you can write a whole song in 12 hours, including a solo. And then you can write one solo in eight hours. It's just like, you, you kind of just never know yeah. how the day's going to go when you start writing. Yeah, I see. That's cool. As for Gungrave, the lesson I took from Gungrave actually is that as much as the song might be like heavy and like lyrically heavy, we were talking about that. Uh, people, it's, it's another lesson on how we consume music. And you've talked about this as well, how much people um, got obsessed about the ending riff. 
about that one, mm-hmm. that one little tidbit and how much that actually speaks to the way that it's not even in a negative way. It's just what it is of, of, um, of bite-sized, of chunks, of like moments that like, yeah. like, that's a, like that's a moment. And that's what people resonate with these days when, as we consume shorter and shorter pieces of whatever it is, content, if you want to call it. I, th- I took that from Gungrave. Yeah. Uh, I, I do care a lot about like the moment and just kind of how, how like we get there, like how the song like gets to that point. Yeah. Um, cause, cause it's pretty like, it's, structurally like it's it's more straightforward than a lot of the other songs like it you know you hear a lot of reoccurring riffs like with the verse and the chorus and um i don't know like whenever that like the riff like the, yeah. the really crazy riff happens in the bridge like whenever it comes up there's like a lot of build up into it like it feels kind of earned for its place yeah in the song and that's always like fun for me to figure out how to like 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 it's not, it's not just about writing a cool riff it's about like figuring out like where it serves its where does it the best feel where right make the yeah. Most, yeah where it's going to make the best impression i i mean like we were just talking about with snowblood like that that lunar halo part not only the the sorry the breakdown in snowblood yeah the harmonic breakdown, the riff like not only was that riff in lunar halo but it had a completely different purpose it was so, an ending like, yeah yeah lunar, lunar halo was like five to six minutes and then it and then built, that, yeah yeah it just dropped into that thing and um the little harmonic. I'm not flipping you off. Sorry, that, that's me doing a harmonic. That's me yeah. doing a harmonic. For people on video, Jesse just on audio, Jesse just flipped me off. So. Yeah, that's that's what it looks do, like do, when do. I'm doing a harmonic. <laughs> yeah, it, it it that's like part of the part of the fun of writing a song is just like figuring out like this riff is cool. Is it so cool that it should happen multiple times and be like a hook, or should it happen like once and be like a big point of uh tension release in the song um, yeah but but yeah but that Gungrave riff i think part of why it works so much is not just that it's a cool riff but just like it works very well in the context of, of the, the song, song. and where it's placed i if agree the song started with that it'd be like i can't no. follow this yeah you know yeah, I mean? yeah yeah it would have no no one would have cared if that started the song that's so true it'd, it'd be like starting the song with a guitar solo like if, if the first minute is a guitar solo and then yeah. the song starts you know it, that shit really matters like where yeah, you man. plug stuff in the example you just gave where if you put it at the beginning of the song like no no one would have it wouldn't be what it is no 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 yeah yeah be, like I, I i like that the song is like a pretty straightforward i mean some people would disagree but, but yeah but but but, but in my For brain us it's like straight, i agree with you i <laughs> <Yeah>. get that <laughs> yeah because i guess it's not because i guess it's like i guess it's like three it changes between three four and four four back and forth yeah that's right only throughout the song yeah and there it's like intro verse pre but the, yeah you have like verse pre-chorus chorus verse breakdown chorus it is pretty standard but then but then yeah 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 <laughs> i yeah, feel and, you and that's still not even my favorite part of the like my, my favorite part of the song is is the breakdown the the one that ends the song. Yes. Yeah. Yes, sir. That is my that is my favorite my favorite bit in the whole thing. Yeah, I think vocals also made that part. I really like what what you guys came up with there. Thanks. Yeah, and um, divisionary. Yeah, man, is a for me. It is about the lyrics. It is about that theme. 
it is about small black screens. <laughs> like, I, I, it's interesting. One thing I've always thought it's, <laughs> I, I'm gonna say, kind of cringe when bands write a song about, oh, technology bad, phone bad, we're all fucked. But, but you glad you brought this up. <laughs> yeah, but you pulled it off. I think you pulled it off. Yeah, I'm glad you brought this up because um, I've I was always kind of like self-conscious about that lyric. Yeah. Like, like whenever like people would ask about it or whenever we would talk about the song or about the lyrics on the album as a whole, I would always mention that lyric and uh, point out that it's meant to be kind of tongue-in-cheek. Of course. Which it is because like uh, th- there are a few lyrics on the record that are meant to meant to be that way. Like uh, Electric Twilight, like... um. Ruby meat bass beat, yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, like 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 that. Like I knew that no one was gonna know what I was talking about, but I just did it anyways. Yeah, I uh, I felt it. I got what you meant. Yeah, it, well, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Heart, heart heart beat. The, the, that that lyric is just about like your heart beating with the pulse of lightning. Of, like like that yeah. was like what I was I was writing about Fuck watching yeah. a lightning storm. And um, yeah, the small black screens are only God now. Like that is. I definitely don't think that's like super profound. It just, here's what we do a lot um, on the, on the record is these songs like do have like really dense sort of themes here and there, especially divisionary and house of glass. Yeah. It's very, very dense subject matter. Like definitely like rabbit hole brain firing in all different directions kind of stuff just put to paper. Um, But what we try to do, what we try to do is like have lines like that. They kind of tie everything together to kind of give people sort of some breadcrumbs. A, to sort a of pointer, out what yeah. The overall theme is like, like, like if, if that lyric wasn't in Divisionary, I don't f- think everyone would get it. Would know exactly what it's about, yeah. But because that lyric is in there, yeah, everybody is able to sort of interpret the yeah. rest of the lyrics sort of along with the theme of that one line. Absolutely. And that is, that is sick just to have one basic line that kind of brings it all together together. Yeah. But Cause the songs where I feel like I forgot to do that are songs where like, I really enjoy what they're about and I want people to know. Um, n- not like, like, like you said before, like I don't want to explain the meaning of every line, right? What the metaphor is, but just like, for instance, like lunar halo, that song is about repulsive gravity. So, so like, two lovers holding hands and just getting like blasted from earth yeah. and just like falling towards space. And like now when you read that song or when you read those lyrics, you'll be like, ah, oh, of course that, it is. Yeah. That makes total sense. Yeah. But, but, but I, I can't, I can't think of the lyrics in my head at the moment, but I can't remember if that really obviously translates. Or yeah. Not. But, if, but things like that, if like, I scream like, like loud I, enough, I'm certain you would feel a ripple. Yeah. Yeah. Like I love that one. Uh, that, I love those. That's lyrics. tattoo material, fucking shit. I really, really like that one. Yeah, man, I get it. So it's the lesson on divisionary is like tying up a concept with with one breadcrumb of a of a tongue in cheek lyric. Like, I beautiful job. Like, if any other band does a song about phone bad, I'll think it's cringe. But this one wasn't. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. I I, I was very. Very conscious of that possibility, though, because it it does feel right. it does feel very contrived, and 
obviously hypocritical to be like of course off your phone because because we're also- we posted it on instagram for people to <laughs> yeah yes yeah i i always <laughs> try to exist closely with the reality of the inevitable hypocrisies that will you know and and pop up when you're talking about these kind of, of things of course and and being fine with them it's the medium like we are the content the medium is none of our our business Right. Yeah. For for House of Glass, it, in terms of themes, it's it's similar. And to me, the the lesson in House of Glass for me was that, like I talked about before, I'm a new era listener. And uh, when people heard House of Glass, uh, when I heard House of Glass, I was like, "Wow, this is so cool! This is literally uh, a different face of the same prism." Like clearly, this this is era, and this is an, a different face of that prism. But all of my friends that knew Era from back then, they're like, whoa, they, they fucking, this is so different. This is so insane. This, and I was like, this is clearly the same band as the previous songs. I don't get it. I yeah. think this fits. So that's my experience. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think that's a good way to put it. Like, I, I think, like, I can see it from both perspectives. Because, I mean, I've, obviously, I hear it and I hear I feel like it sounds like an era song. Yeah, because I've written all the other or most of the other era songs. <laughs> um, so, so I know, but right. like, but to someone who hasn't like heard everything, like, it, it's you know, it makes sense. Like, if someone heard Skyline, and that was the only era song they had heard, because that was our that was our biggest song for it, 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 it might still be, but that that was the biggest one for a few years, but. When you go from that to like House of Glass, like yeah, it's it's definitely different. But, um, but yeah, I I know what you mean. Like, um, as far as like being like a different side of the prism, because uh, and that song is exciting for me. That song and Shadow Autonomous are cool because they do kind of show that new side of the prism. And yeah. I, I like a lot of what I'm writing now explores that pretty deeply. So I hope people like those songs because like that is um definitely. That's definitely like a, a a mood that I've been hanging out in a lot with the stuff I've been working on. Um, Hell yeah! But um, but yeah, I I like all the like. I mean, there's obviously very like obvious uh, tool nods. Yes, and, um, yes, there are. There's some Gojira influence in there. Um, yeah, Behemoth, like like just just stuff that you wouldn't usually associate with how you expect era to sound yeah kind of popped up in that song in a really fun way oh something else that happened about the song is, is a lot of people like couldn't tell uh who at, at which points i was singing or jt was singing mm-hmm. like, people mix it up like um when the vocals come in on the chorus the wreck we are yeah. this will destroy you that's actually me oh and then the callback line is jt but yeah. people thought that the first line was JT because it's like kind of aggressive yes, scream singing right. stuff, but that's you. But we kind of switch roles. Yeah, he's like singing the higher pitch in the yeah in the callback. I, I think it's higher, but yeah, 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 yeah. So, so, so that was like satisfying for me because um, it's it's just doing new cause stuff because I, I like that I was trying something new. Yeah, exactly. I couldn't tell it was me. Yeah, man. I my favorite band of my childhood, Sonic Youth. I I loved when what they did was. It was literally Kim, the bassist, went on the drums, and then Steve went on guitar, and then Thurston went on this, and then this other guy started singing, and they just showed like everything that everyone could do, and the band just, it sounded new. 
And like, if you have those skills, it's so fun to use them and it makes for different and awesome art. Have you seen uh, August Burns Red Live? No. Do they switch? Yeah, a lot. Nice. Um, I appreciate yeah, that. The, the, the bass player, Dustin, is very good at guitar and he writes... He writes some of the songs. Oh, uh, I know. I think JB writes most of it, but like, du Dustin is the 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 best guitar player in ABR. I'm just saying it right now. Like, um, so he, but he's the bass player. But there are points in the set where like he'll switch. Uh, there's a point where JB, who's the main songwriter, will play bass, and there's That's a point so where sick. the singer uh, Jake plays bass. That's so. And then sick. they then they bring out. There's a point in the set where they bring out. Their guitar tech and he plays bass. Oh, and that then, is uh, Dustin. <laughs> Dustin does a drum solo like with Matt Griner, the drummer. Like like Dustin has his own like little like like tom and stuff. So he's like beating on this tom oh. and like Matt Griner's doing his solo like his drum solo. It, it's like a, it's a really fun set to watch. Like they they definitely mix it up and make it interesting. I love it. Yeah, man, mixing it up. House of Glass lesson, I guess. <laughs> Damn. Awesome. Yeah. What about Shadow Autonomous? All that I know is that it's one of my favorites. And I guess you touched on it, which is this 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 feeling of a like of a big era. Like that sound that song sounds it sounds big, I think. Yeah. Thanks. Um Yeah, the, the, uh, it's I like that one a lot because it it cuz it it still touches on the same new kind of stuff that House of Glass does like it has like Tool influence and like like I said, Gojira. The reason why I always bring up those two bands, and also like Mashuga and Viljarto is one of my favorite bands, because those bands I feel like are more like rhythmically technical, right? Whereas I feel like we've traditionally been more technical, more on the on the on the lead side, yeah, melodic technical. But um, yeah, but I really appreciate like bands that just groove really well. So like. I don't know. Like I've 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 been more into the idea of kind of expanding my uh, rhythmic technicalities. So ha House of Glass and Shadow Autonomous do that really well. And uh, yeah, like like Shadow just feels pr probably the vibiest song on the record. Yeah, like, and, vibes. And, and, and it and it feels very consistent. Like it has like a very it has a consistent voice throughout. I feel like um, like it never really deviates too far off the path of of what it of the vibe it establishes in the very beginning. Mm -hmm. And I, and I like that. It's fun to do that from time to time. And I think that's something we did well on the record as a whole. I, think I was going to say serves itself very well. I was going to say, I was like looking at the album track list, which I have here and I'm like, no, there's no song that suddenly goes to fuck FaceTime signature. Like <laughs> there. Yeah. 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 Like, um, I, I, I usually, whenever I get on this particular subject, I usually think back to like, a song on neon that I thought didn't quite scratch this. It, it didn't, it didn't quite scratch the itch that I feel like the new one, the new record does, which is the, the song, the song of Valhalla is an example of like where the song starts off like really dark and it kind of feels like a scorpion hymn sort of vibe. Yeah. And then when it goes to the chorus, it kind of like goes to like your traditional sort of melodic kind of era vibe. And I like that song. I'm not hating on that song, but like, um, but I think sometimes those were decisions that were made based off of what I felt like people might expect based off of their idea of what the band sounds like. Because maybe that song didn't need to go there. Maybe it could have just been dark the whole time and it didn't really have to sort of venture off down that melodic territory. 
And I think that I'm I'm very glad that I that I had that idea to that I considered that moving forward with the new record because I think it made the song stand out a lot better on their own. And um it allowed us to just kind of be a bit more like bold with just like I don't know, doing what we wanted to do and not putting pressure on ourselves to live up to something because ultimately like there's still room to grow and garner new fans and like we shouldn't feel pigeonholed to just like do one particular thing. Um yep. so so yeah, so yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. You even Scorp- you, you even touched on fan expectations. I guess you could have said that with House of Glass. It's basically what I touched on at the beginning. Like fan expectations. Expectations exist. Like the other day, Courtney from Spirit Box, uh, they were about to release Secret Garden and she tweeted out, uh, not hating, but why do, why do us as metal fans really, really notice and, and speak out when a band does something different? And uh, I, I responded something to, uh, to the tune of like fan expectations. Some people cave in some people completely disregard and the best of the best leverage like if you leverage mm. fan expectations like th- th- that's how you play the card you don't completely disregard cuz they are your listeners yes. you don't completely cave in or you don't make the you the best art that you can but if you know your fan base and you leverage it to make the art that you think will have the the effect that you think it will have I mean, I thought that was a good tweet. <laughs> yeah, no, that is um that is like such a good point. Wait, did you say did is this your thought or is this what she tweeted? Uh, mine. Oh, okay. Well, I agree 100%. I, I, I mean, th- th- that that is that has definitely been the balance like like leverage but just like knowing when it's time to take a risk. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Cuz I, like if if you talked to me around the time that I was like writing Neon, I probably would have felt I probably would have like felt similar things that I do now talking about how I wrote the new record, you know. Like yeah. I, like I I did feel like I was doing what I wanted to do, but but now that I've gotten some time away from it, I realize that I'm just getting more comfortable like and, and not really setting an idea of like what the band is supposed to be and just kind of feeling free to explore new things. And that's why I feel so close to House of Glass and Shadow Autonomous because both of those songs, I feel like, really do venture in, into sort of a different kind of feel yeah. for what era is. But you still could tell it was the same band and I still hear it as well. So like that that makes me feel like I... Did a good job. I, I did okay. Yeah. Hell yes. I think you did. Nice. Thanks. As for... <laughs> of course I fucking did. I had a feeling you did. Yeah, I pretty much did. As for Electric Twilight, man, when I heard the full album, the, the day it came out, um, and we had, I had all these new songs that I, I was like, oh, there's so many new era songs. I want to play a few on the channel for sure. That was the one that jumped out at me. And I'm like, this is, this is me. Like, this is my vibe. Like, this positivity and just speaking with the guitar, like, that song just speaks vibes. That song is just absolutely fun and uh, and exciting, and um, that that's that song for me. What's Electric Twilight for you guys? I like that song. I I felt like it was gonna be the one that was the most divisive, 
hmm. because just because of that, like, um, I was just talking about this on another podcast recently, but um, that that particular mode, you know, it sounds like Mixolydian. Yeah. Okay, so you know what it is. Mm-hmm. I don't. I. I. I, I, th- I, I think I'd heard what it. Yeah. Yeah. It is. Okay, kind of. Kind of. Um. Yeah. What about it? That. It's like I. I. I use the analogy that it's like cilantro. Like some people <laughs> like it, and then other people taste. You either soap. have the mixolydian gene or you don't. <laughs> yes, hundred <laughs> percent. I get that. I get that. Same thing. With, same thing with lunar halo. They're both in that. In that mm-hmm. mode, and um. Right. That that mode I feel like is always tricky. There's always like some people that are just like, that's not for me. But it's I get so it. fun. Yeah, man. It's so satisfying to play in. It it just is. Again, I, I come back to the word vibes. It's just vibes, dude. <laughs> yeah, it it feels it feels like um I don't know, everything always sounds like really ethereal in that mode. So so I I like Electric Twilight, and I like um I, I like that it's one of the more straightforward songs on the record because it feels like it it feels good to have a couple of those because it just like allows things to sort of breathe. Right. Like if every song sounded like House of Glass, I don't know <laughs> if it would totally. You'd hold be your a different band, yeah. Yeah, but 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 by the time Electric Twilight comes on, it feels it feels like an appropriate place on the record because it's just yeah, pretty pretty straightforward, you know, verse. First one chorus, first two chorus, the little super fun riff. Harmonic riff. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I love that riff. I, th- I think that riff like keeps the song from feeling too straightforward because it, 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 like, like once you think you have it kind of figured out, that riff hits you, and then it's like, oh, right, didn't see that coming. <laughs> yeah, it's a nice, it's a nice moment. We were talking about moments earlier. Yeah, mom- exactly. Yeah, it really speaks to like moment like that's a riff you post on instagram it really feels like a moment i tried to post that riff on instagram a couple months ago you didn't and, get a good I take just, <laughs> i was like man <clears throat> i was like i i i'm not happy with any of these yeah and, and then i was like i'll just try again tomorrow and it's been months <laughs> that's what that's what happens you just gotta post it like right there like i like the, the, you, usually I will because I know that that happens because you just get busy with other things yeah. and you just move on like you just post the best yeah, yeah, yeah. Usually I'll settle and sometimes it's fun. Like sometimes I like posting little mess ups or like little sloppy things. Yeah, it makes it real. But, um, but, but yeah, but that one I just, and I was determined. I was like, I'm going to sit here until I get it right because otherwise I'm, I may not come back to this. Um, but I just like, I got burnt out. I was like, this riff is driving me crazy and it's, I feel like it's getting worse. <laughs> like, yeah, I feel that. But I, I mean, it wasn't like if I had played it, to the degree that I played it live, it would be absolutely fine and no one would notice. But I was like, all right, this is a video and people are gonna nitpick it. I want to make sure like Yeah. It's like pretty good. There's gonna wasn't good enough. There's gonna be people trying to learn it by this video. So let's do them a favor. <laughs> kind of like that. Yeah. And and they could even do that probably, but I was like, man, if I wrote the it, it's it, the question I always ask is like, if I wrote this I should be able to play it pretty well. You know what I mean? Like, I do, like, I do. And, and, and the stuff that I do post, I'm like, okay, I feel like even if there, there might be some sloppiness in there, like I feel like it's good enough to be posted by the person who wrote it. But the, but the Electric Twilight riff, I just, that particular, it could have just been that day, but I was yeah. like, I need it. I got I to gotta practice this more. Yeah, that's, I think that's fair. That's, that's just being honest with, with yourself. That's okay. 
It's funny because yeah. you in the album you go from that, you go from that to Scorpion him. That yes, which is just cool. And yeah, Scorpion him. What I liked about your right again the write up doing the write up. So it's the song, the only song in eight years that you've written where you don't sing, no vocals. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's. Can you speak to that? I think that's important. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it kind of goes back to what I was saying about that song on Neon, Valhalla, where I don't think that song should have necessarily had singing. I, I, I think that song would have worked Yeah, probably more effectively if it had just maintained the mood that it opened with, which is just like crazy fast, you know, drums and a very dark sounding guitar riff very dark lyrics. Um, so like, I feel like for me, Scorpion Hymn was kind of making that right. Me sort of taking that past song. Yeah. And, and achieving what I, what I wish I had achieved with it. Um, and, uh, yeah, yeah. It just didn't feel like it. It felt like a, like a mature decision to be like, this doesn't have to have, not every song has to have singing. Yeah. Um, I think it really would have interfered with the vibe, you know? Yeah, man. I get it. Like, that. But yeah, it's just straight up heavy. And I, I, I want to have, like, like basically the, the, the way I want the next record to be is like, I want to have more of those, just like straight up heavy songs and then have, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know, I don't, I don't know what the next record is going to be, actually. Who knows? Exactly. <laughs> and, that, and that's what's cool about it. That's what made this one cool. Is that you just didn't know, and what what came to be at the time, you didn't disrespect. Like if if that one vibe, don't disrespect the vibe is gonna be the motto. If if there is a vibe, like man, if the fan expectation is a catchy chorus, bro, that's just not the vibe. That's not the vibe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it would have been so weird. No man, like, um... that song's perfect the way it is. Yeah, and the, and then that other song I keep bringing up, it, like it it actually went between that mode that Scorpion Him is in and sorry, I'm talking about Valhalla. Okay, it went for, it went between that mode and the Lydian mode. So whenever it went into the chorus, it did go to that Lydian sort of alien weirdness, which just made it even hmm. more harder of a pill to swallow. And then it would, uh, and then it would go to just your standard. Yeah, I, I don't know anything about the theory. It's the standard mode. Yeah, eight. 8, 10, 12. Oh, yeah, I get it. The 8, 10, 12, right? Top on the 24th, bam, it's a song. I get it. I get it. <laughs> yeah, so it kind of so kind of slides between three different modes, which is which is fun. It's it's like Right. It's it's satisfying to make that stuff work, but um yeah, I just kind of wish it was just heavy the whole time. <laughs> cool, man. Yeah, I like that. Just just being very so, honest and and respecting the vibe, dude. Yeah. Cool. Cool thing. Then what is it? Lunar Halo. Yeah, one thing for me about Lunar Halo and and then Va- Vanish Canvas, those those two songs are connected, correct? Yes. Okay. The, the, they're like um, cuz they are they're yeah, actually they're kinda... sonically connected. You do have a uh, uh a, like little drone that comes from one to the other, and I was like, "Oh, is this yes. intentional? Is this like a two-piece? Should I be listening to this as a two-piece?" And then the the title Vanish Canvas is in Lunar Halo, is in the lyrics to Lunar Halo. And uh, in my mind, at least, I, maybe you'll appreciate this, where Lunar Halo is about like two lovers um, getting 
blown out by repulsive gravity. I always felt like Vanish Canvas when I listened to it is like is like the closer to that story. And you don't know, I kind of don't know if it's a happy ending or if it's a sad ending, but I always felt like Vanish Canvas closed out Lunar Halo. At least the way I hear it. Yeah, I I I I like I like that. I I did it, it was somewhat intentional. Hmm. It just doesn't have to be like it basically was arranged in a way to where it wasn't absolute. So yep. like the like sonically, yes, like uh I realized before we tracked the record like that the the last riff in Lunar Halo it switches to a different mode. It switches from Lydian to whatever the mode of Vanish Canvas is. Mm-hmm. And um so there's a key change, basically. Yeah. Um, and that was in the same mode as how Vanish Canvas starts, and the riffs are kind of similar. In field, yeah. Do 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 similar do. Similar sort of groove. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, hmm. I think these will <laughs> bleed into each other really nicely. Yeah. And then from there, that was kind of it. I just noticed that the end of one song sounded like it went with the beginning of another, okay. and then um, I was able to use that like Ebo sort of ambience to sort of connect them. Cool. And then the the lyric, it was just kind of another way to leave it to be interpreted that way if someone wanted to. Again, not in an absolute way, but like if oh, yeah. someone wants to take this this way, it'll be completely valid. So I, I did know that by the time the lyrics were written because, yeah, Vanish Canvas is the lyric. In Lunar, Lunar Halo. Halo. Yeah. Um, and, and there's a lot of that throughout the record, like uh, Autonomous Shadows is a lyric in oh. Divisionary. Mm-hmm. Ah, yeah, it's like that's a, interesting. What what is the lyric? Uh, I forget the first line, but but it's uh, identities wander as autonomous shadows mm. is a lyric and divisionary. That's so cool. Yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of the songs kind of like winking Naming to each, each other, other throughout the cool. record. Yeah, or uh, you could look at it another way and just say it's completely confusing and <laughs> annoying. <laughs> Not really, or you can look at at it like the lazy prog guy who. I'm gonna I'm gonna use the same riff because it's a concept album, but you're just being lazy. <laughs> yeah, it's the, the, the way it actually happened. If I if I really am honestly digging into it, the, the the way that that came about is that like I'd have these working titles first. So like Shadow Autonomous was called that before there was ever music to it. Oh, and um, and like we got so used to it being that song. Yeah. But then I found a way to make that work contextually in a lyric before another song. So like, I could have just called Divisionary Shadow Autonomous, but like, it would confuse the band because we had been calling. But but here's the thing: even though that's confusing, I still sometimes will do it. I just try to minimize how often I do it. For example, oh my god, I actually do this all the fucking time. I'm realizing. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> like, okay, for for example, uh, Snowblood was the was the working title for the song. Eidolon, bruh, which is like <laughs> the most, which is in my, it's my, I, I like Eidolon, but it's like the least important track to me on the record. And it was, it was called Snowblood. And then after writing the lyrics to what we now know as Snowblood, I realized like th- th- those lyrics are meant to be like written to feel like, like a horror movie. Like, like there's a lot of lyrics that kind of like nod to, like there's a lyric that kind of nods to The Shining. And um, I see. Like, like, li- like words like crawling out of the crypt to bleed the living. Yeah, dry. waking like, this nightmare. Is a waking nightmare. Uh, the 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 shining knot is like, um, 
I can't remember it exactly, but it's something like walking in circles, going snow blind, exits overgrown inside the maze of my oh, mind. Yeah. Snow, like snow blind. The, the movie. I get it. Snow blind. Yeah. yeah. So, so we were going to call it snow blind or snow blood. Right. I was like, snow blood's more exciting. And, and also there's a movie called lady snow blood that I like. Yeah. Um, it's like a seventies samurai. It was like a, the movie that was the, the main influence on the movie kill bill. Oh, but, um, but yeah, so I was like, all right, well, this movie kind of play or this Snowblood, the song kind of plays out like a like a horror movie kind of vibe. And even though Lady Snowblood's not a horror movie, it's still a movie. And it, the word Snowblinds in the song, yeah, the word that's all it movie, takes. I was like, ah, it's got to be called Snowblood. So Eidolon became Snowblood, and then yeah, Eidolon is is Eidolon is now Eidolon. Yeah, just like Lunar Halo says, Nocturnal Canvas. I get it. I see what it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. I think that makes sense. I like the way it ties stuff together. I do not think it's confusing. I appreciate it as someone who, like, I'm not native English. I don't speak English natively. So I have a hard time understanding scream lyrics and sometimes even, even singing. So I, when I listen to lyrics, it needs to be a deep dive and sometimes I need to, to look at them. And finding those references, and it makes me happy. I think it's very cool. Nice. Yeah. Well, I'm glad. Cool. Yeah, I, I kind of like the way it ties things together. Yeah, they're all in the same album. I think it makes it makes complete sense. And um, and then it's Vanished Canvas, which, which yeah, you've you've publicly said a lot. It's your favorite song on the album. Hmm. Why? <laughs> um, I I, th I think it's my favorite uh, era song. Um, damn. It it makes me feel good. I don't know. Like um like I really I really like the way it feels. Like it like uh I don't know. It feels very hopeful. Yeah. Um the lyrics are like really positive and they're I, I, I don't know, like like I, I always worry about like um sort of the contrivances of uh like right of metalcore lyrics. Like I, I like I don't want to be to like you know like I, I no know. offense to any bands or anything like that but like because we do it all the time by accident sometimes like and we used to do it a lot of times on purpose but sometimes you can just have kind of a stock lyric like yeah caught in the know, undertow heard, you know yeah <laughs> like oh my god it's so funny you say that because I have a new ghost sell song I know what you do yeah <laughs> do you, know, you know that one's that one's basically a meme the undertow one like in as a metalcore lyric very much overused meme. Nice, so, but you, right. you should well, still I, do I, it. I, 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 oh, I am. It's like a t totally different of context. Okay, there's there's more to it. It's not exactly that, but yeah, it is the undertow. It's there. It's all there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But but yeah, see, that's what I mean. Like like it happens. Like um, of course. But uh, but yeah, you know, like stand your ground, believe in yourself. Like of like, course, like those kind of lyrics, like in a metal context, like. Yeah, it's a interest. It's interesting to kind of write, like, figure out, like, how do I write a positive song mm. these days oh and say something that feels like it needs to be said. And and, and Vanished Canvas, I'm really proud of because, like, the lyrics are really positive, and I do feel like I I feel like they're good. Yeah, <laughs> like, like yeah. And, and I'm very hard on myself with lyrics, but I but I I I do I do like those lyrics a lot, and I think that they match up with the way the song feels. And I always write the, I always write the instrumental, uh, like I write the guitars and stuff first, and that kind of gives me a vibe on like, what I want the lyrics to feel like. Mm -hmm. Um, 
so yeah so i kind of wrote them based off like how i felt listening to the song and yeah it's just it's just it's just it's about like you know being being present like like being in the moment and it's just like um i don't know for me it felt relevant like relative to like my relevant to my journey like my god it's so weird to say my journey but it's real it's real i I didn't mean it in the contrived sense but 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 yeah just like just like like living alone and being super lonely for like a while there and just kind of figuring out how to come out the other side of that like really trying to put in the work to like improve my mental health and like that song looking at that song it it makes me happy because i'm just like man i can just read these lyrics and just see how far i've come because like i wouldn't know how to say these things like they wouldn't be coming from anywhere before the moment that I wrote them. Like I, like I wasn't at this place in my life to write these words a year prior and it had been honest. So like that song makes me super happy. Nice. Um, I like the melodies a lot. I like the main riff. I like the tension of the riff that the song starts with, that it's like the verse the whole time and it's muted yeah. and it's very like underplayed. And then at the end it just like opens up is totally elevated. And I like the, I like the the path that it takes to get there. Like my my favorite part of the entire record is Constellations. It's just the dropout. Yeah. Leading into that, yeah, like the love you found in the empty in the empty space. Yeah, slipped away in the fade, and fly in free fall, glide along the evergreen motes of dust resembling constellations. Like yeah, like that whole section is like, like to me like a good little like if there was one line that I would say like this is what. I want the record to be about. I I love that song. I I really do. I'm really proud of that one. Fuck yes, man. I feel you. I feel you. Sometimes we I feel a lot that I want to I want to put out positive positive messages. And um let's be real. We're not in the most positive genre of them all. We associate yeah. and 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 the the general public associates metal with the emotion of anger with releasing negative stuff and um and we we're we're not about that all the time we want and we we want to express positive vibes i'm i'm all about that but uh, and then we come to the problem which is what i think you were describing that you felt just the same way that we want to say phone bad and not be cringe how do you how do we say be in the moment and not be cringe yeah I, I, and some people might might perceive it as being cringe, you know, like you can never really control like how of it'll course. be perceived or how people take it. But um, yeah, and also like you can speak in those other voices too. Like, like for me, I think there was a time where like I felt like era should only always be positive. Hmm. It should should only kind of be in that lane. But like there are songs on the record that are that are dark and um. Some people did point that out. Like when we released Snowblood, they're like, these lyrics are like yeah. darker than usual. And it's like, yeah, well, you know, that song, like we were saying Horror not movie. too long ago about, about each song. Yeah. And each song kind of having its own yes. voice. Like, you know, don't ruin the mood. Don't ruin the vibe. Whatever D- disrespect you say. <laughs> like, the vibe. <laughs> don't disrespect the vibe. Exactly. And it's like for Snowblood, like that is a song. Just It's kind of like an expression of like poor mental health. You know what I mean, and um, that is the voice in which it is speaking speaking in, and it doesn't really have like a moment that really kind of pulls itself out of the darkness. Right. But like when you look at the record as a whole, the songs are there that do. Yep. Um, Advantage Campus is one of the songs. Um, Absolutely. 
cool, man. Yeah. I love it too. Uh, thanks. Yeah. Uh, into Eidolon. So you just said it's interesting. Eidolon is the least important song on the record. I liked hearing that because well, we all just yeah yeah me, you can yeah. if you if you really have something to say. What what is it? What were you trying to say there? Oh, I was just saying um, just just for me. Just, like, I don't oh, think it's yes, the most important song yes. on the record, but just my least yes favorite. yes okay. And what I what I was gonna say that is that I like that because. We all feel that way about one part of, of anything, really. We're talking about albums, so we all feel like there's, there's just one moment that you might give, give less importance to, and um, some people will try to hide that. Like, what's your, what's your least favorite? And some people will go, oh, I don't know, I love everything. And, like, you, you, you just publicly said what it is. I think that's interesting. Yeah, I... I think that song's I sick. <laughs> Yeah, I like it. Uh, like, um, I absolutely like it. Like, if, if I didn't like it, like, I, you wouldn't I put it on the fucking album. Yeah, yeah. No, it's just um, um, w once you get some time like away from certain songs, you can look back and and you can be like, ah, uh, if I'd had more time, I would have done that or this. Oh. And, and that'll always happen. And, and I'm and I'm comfortable with that feeling. Like, I'm comfortable with that inevitability. But um, okay. So Eidolon, if there was something that I think I would have taken more time with. The parts I love about the song, I love the first like minute, minute and a half. I love the the clean intro and the 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 breakdown that it goes into. Like yes, love that part. Um, but um, but yeah, but then for the rest of the song, like for the verses and the choruses, it kind of like stays like very high energy and it's very riffy. And there, and I I just kind of wish. I kind of wish I'd taken the opportunity to sort of like slow things down again, sort of in the middle more. Hmm. Like it, it does kind of go back to the intro riff for a moment, but it's very short. And then it goes back into the fast drum verse and stuff. And I just wish I kind of like let the song breathe a little bit because it has like such an amazing breather of an intro right. and an outro. So yeah, I just kind of wish that the, I felt like the middle lived up to what the beginning and ending are because I, I love the beginning and ending and I like everything that happens in between. I just, um, I, I also, the chorus, um, that's also a song that I don't, I don't uh, sing on at all. Oh, that's right. Um, the, the, the chorus, it's like, it's, like um, it's kind of a chorus. It's kind of not. Like, it serves that purpose I feel that, the yeah. song, but it's not particularly catchy. And I just didn't really know what to do with it because of just how riffy the guitar was. Like, it, do, it, it, da, da, like do, nothing, do, boom, boom, but yeah. Yeah. Like, nothing I was singing really felt like a hook. And I, typically like to have those hooks um yeah it's, it's you can you can kind of read my my vibe yes. on it like i i do like it i just like i just think it's one of those things where it's like if a couple little notches could have been turned slightly like if i had more time with it i'm interested to see what i would have done but hmm. but but i'm i'm happy because um that's kind of the only song on the record that i feel that way about to that degree yeah um I, I can nitpick everything. Of like, course. Even 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 Vanish Camp is my favorite song. Like I know that bridge section where the tapping starts is crazy. And <laughs> people can't I'm sure a few people can follow what's happening. Um I don't know if I would change it, but like something that like could potentially benefit okay. from being changed is always gonna be that stuff. I see. That's all. No, yeah. I get it. I like the song. Yeah, of course. But it's I think it's good to talk about. And in my opinion, if you spent more time on Eidolon, it would have probably been Remnant. 
because I think remnant it was where you do a great job of put the put the put the put the put the but then walls are coming down like it's exactly what you just described where it is it is just it's fucking cyclone boom 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 but then you do you do open up and in an amazing way with an epic hook so I get it I get it yeah but the, the and and remnant um that song. That song, sometimes I go back and forth about how the way that I ended it. <laughs> like, what is it? I don't remember. I don't think. It ends, it, it has like a little, like a, like a long solo section in the middle, which is my favorite part of the song. But um, uh, in the middle, there's like, a, there's like a very satisfying breakdown and I wanted to bring it back at the end, but it just, it didn't feel appropriate oh. to take the song out of its sort of melodic I know nature. what it is. So you added the rhythm to the chords. Yeah. Yes, so it still is the breakdown from the middle, but it's melodic. Yeah. But but I but I wanted to make it work to where it ended really big and heavy, but like you said, don't fuck up the vibe. <laughs> yeah. It just felt it just felt like everything I tried. It felt it felt like the song flowed best when it just stayed in that melodic voice mm-hmm. for the ending. So I made that work, and um, I regret nothing. But. <laughs> But but it's one of those things because I had that internal back and forth. I still think about the song. And I'm just like, I wonder if there were better options out there. But ultimately, I'm happy with the way that one turned out as well. Yeah. And I like that chorus a lot in that song. Yeah, it's super sick. I I personally think it ends great, especially because you end on a you end on the suspended chord. You don't end on the key of the song. And the the second to last song being ending on a suspended chord, it just hypes you up for the last song. I really really nice. appreciated that. I think it ended up like cool. perfect. Sick. Yeah. yeah, I'm glad you. I'm glad you noticed those things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, of course, of course, you do. Uh, you're a guitar player, <laughs> a songwriter, but yeah, cool. I'm I'm glad you appreciate that. I appreciate. <laughs> and yeah, totally. And <laughs> lots of appreciation. Yeah, that's that's the vibe, man. Into into memory fiction. Memory mm-hmm. fiction is very different. What do, what do you have to say about memory fiction? Oh, I have a lot to say about this song. Yeah, of course. Because <laughs> this song is actually, this song, again, kind of ties the room back together with some of the things that we've been talking about, which is that, um, like, uh, just kind of taking those risks and just knowing when oh, to yeah. sort of risk what a, the fan base might think. Because uh, that song, I've, I actually started writing in 2015. Whoa! I, I I wrote those like piano things and like the little the ambient sound that it starts with that hangs over the chords the whole time, and like uh, at least one of those leads that comes into like 2015. So it was actually supposed to be on Drift, and uh, yeah, I just didn't feel like I finished it, and I was like, I don't think the record needs this. Like it's all good. Hmm. We have ten songs, and then same thing with Neon, where I was like, okay, maybe I'll make it work this time. So I just kept wanting to make it work, but I never quite could. Never did, obviously. Yeah. So, so this time around, for this record, I was determined. I was like, I have to use this song because it's been it's been three records in like five years, and I'm still thinking about this song. So it's like if it's still if it's still in my in my head, and I still go back to it in my voice notes and on my, on my phone and everything, then then I should I just I should just do it. So. I was like determined to make it work, but I didn't feel like it. I wanted to force any heaviness to it. I didn't feel like it needed it. Yeah. And I think that's why it could only work on this record because if I'd written it yeah. during Drift or Neon, I would have felt pressure to put to a add breakdown. A breakdown or 
yeah, or screaming or whatever. This is the like, album of respecting the vibe, and that's why you made it work. hundred percent, dude. Yes, cool. that is exactly what this album is. Damn. Um, every song serves itself. That is, that is, that is, was the main. If there was any mantra to this record, that is it. That each song must serve itself. Like, I don't care if track twelve sounds super different from track seven. Uh, that's okay to me. Like, I like when bands have many different voices like that per track. Like Deftones, great example. Deftones is heavy sometimes, but I, I love their ballads the most. Um, but yeah, so, so memory fiction, I just, I felt like it should just be all singing and that it, I mean, it's not barely a metal song. It, it does have prog elements because there's a lot of leads going on. But it's just like, yeah, exact same chord structure the entire time. Right. Chord structure never changes once. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and uh, lyrically, I'm happy with that one a lot. Uh, like it is, um, I I wrote this like poem, and it didn't fully go fit into the song because you know when you start singing words you wrote, you have to drop this yeah. syllable to make this pattern work, and also you you have to kind of like chop it up a little bit. So first, I had to like decide I was willing to completely destroy my little poem <laughs> and then i ultimately decided that yes it's this worth, is worth it because no one's going to hear your poetry but everyone's going to hear your, your lyrics um so yeah. yeah so that like last like ending bit when the song really kicks in mm-hmm. and um that's like my poem being dissected it's like like our our origins grow hazy yeah that that whole that whole bit but um yeah, I like that song a lot. It's like the one. It's 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 like it's like the most it's the most personal. Like, this is definitely not a relationship record. Um, yeah, it's more just like a it's more a, a record is about a very personal journey, struggle and struggles and triumphs of like an individual, um, which is also personal. But but the last track was, was the one song that it, it's it's kind of a love song. It's kind of like a like a it's like a saying goodbye to someone. Yeah, you know, in a so it, I, I I liked I liked the tone of it. I li- I thought that it took like a very I don't know like it felt sweet like if it, it felt cathartic but it, and it didn't feel ill intentioned and it, it was like a nice little send off to yeah probably any song ever about that particular time in my life that's probably the last one that's ever gonna exist <laughs> and like I said it's an old song like it's been yeah developing over the course of five years so there's like some past feelings that sort of emerge in it as well. Yeah, man. It it works perfectly to end the album too. It's literally what nice. you said. It's it just it just sends you off to whatever to the t- Yeah, I mean Yeah. Sorry, I mean I don't No, that's it. it. Yeah, yeah, like it's a, it, it's a goodbye, so it makes sense that it's the last one. And I don't think there's anywhere else it could have Not gone. really. I think if it was in the middle Yeah, do you think do you think it probably would have felt kind of weird if it was it like It would have fe- instead of feeling like a ballad like a moment it would have felt like a palate cleanser. <laughs> it would have felt more like an interlude. And that's not what it which, deserves to be, I don't think. Yeah. I'm, what's your opinion on interludes? Like, like, like just like, you know, like a one and a half minute song in the middle of the record that's just kind of like a little bit of, you know, yeah. you know what an interlude is. It's, I know, I know. I like <laughs> them if, if they're like mint. I love interludes in metal that are like, they're just like a breakdown. I think bands like Immure pull this off 
where they like have the album shorts are song already, but then they have a 30 second one that's just a breakdown, but it's a song. And since it's just one song, it's so ridiculously heavy that that works perfectly. It's not an interlude mm -hmm. in the sense of calmness. It's an interlude in the sense of connecting two huge pieces with like the heaviest cement. Like that's a, yeah. a way in which I like it and where it works live. So if you are planning on playing two songs straight live and you have an interlude in between them, like if that's something that you do on the album because you're planning on doing it live and you can make it work both ways, I love those two scenarios. But when you pull one just for the sake of, of putting one where it's just like an orchestra part where it's, or it's just like, um, mm -hmm. or it's just like the ambient parts and you don't, there's a lot of ways to do it wrong. So I think I know what you're yeah. getting at. Or, the, or if it's like, like an ambient sort of instrumental and then it, it may be like the recycled hook from track one. I, I do not like that. Track yeah, because yeah, it's like, if I want to hear that hook, like I'm going to listen to the song. I'm going to listen to it and it's fully fleshed out context. Yeah, like you, you can always tell when that happens. Right. Or I mean, I, 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 I could be wrong, but I, my feeling when that happens is like, ah, they... They needed another track <laughs> to make 10 or 11 tracks and they just kind of phoned it in maybe. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, uh, yeah, no, uh, no interludes. Yep. In, uh, in any of Era's records. It's all, actually, it's all, it's all meat. Songs. It's all meat and potatoes, man. Sick, man. Well, respect the vibe. I guess that was the, that was the theme of today, Jesse. Thank you so much for coming on. And um, of course. I usually say, where do you want people to find you? But like, just go, just go listen to Era and live out what you've, what you've created, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah they'll, they'll, they'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah, I think so. And uh, New Ghost Atlas sometime soon. Yay. Yuppie. Yeah, stoked about that. Super There's cool. There's like no information on that whatsoever, but that is currently what I'm up to. Super cool, man. Some people would say I shouldn't even say that, but I was just, I was just so excited I had to make it known that I'm that I'm re that I'm recording new music. That's cool. If you're excited about it, then that's the that's when you should let people know. I think. Yeah, there are some people out there doing like. Uh, sorry, I'm not trying. Do it. I'm keeping you. I'm getting off on a tangent. <laughs> like uh, like I I like it, Yvette Young's music a lot, and um, I love how she, she's always like pretty open with like what she's up to. Like anytime she's in the studio tracking stuff, she's always posting on it. It's like comforting for me because there's a lot of people in bands who think that you should just kind of keep everything a big secret until you have mm -hmm. stuff to announce. But, but it's fun because I'm just like, okay, there are still people out there that are just like, here's a progress report on what I'm up to today. I'm just tracking, yeah, you know, new era song, new Ghost Dallas song. I'm in the studio. Here I am. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think there's any wrong way, but I, I just, I was excited to right to share what's what's going on. Full circle where to the beginning where not one and nor the other not sharing everything and not keeping everything a, a secret yes yes cool my man and 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 more full circle intent intent oh man because the because the intent with sharing is that i'm exciting because i or sorry i'm excited yeah, yeah, yeah. the intent is that i'm excited because i'm i just love making music and i just like I, I'm just so happy to be making music. <laughs> so I, I like I, at this point in my life, like I just want to talk about it. I don't know. 
Yes, man. Yes. We're we're happy making music. I love that. Cool, man. Thank you so much for coming on. Of course. Thank you.